Hello, Curvies. Liz Bashir's here with Mary Scott Hunter and Rachel Breyers. You know, I want to start, as always, by thanking our Patreon subscribers. We always want to bring you as much high-quality content as we can for free, but hosting and producing the show is not free, and it is thanks to our patrons, our Patreon subscribers, that we are able to to continue to bring you content. Uh, for those of you who would like to get maybe a little bit extra and to invest in the show, you can go to patreon.com slash pod, and we have several levels that we offer. Thank you again for your continued support as a listener, as well with your ratings and reviews on Apple Podcasts. They really help us grow our audience and as well as the discussions we have over on Facebook. Y'all, this is our 52nd episode. That is one episode for every week of the year. Can you believe it? Awesome. Go us. (laughs) Go us. And way back early last summer, an episode three 49 episodes ago, we talked about some of our favorite life hacks, everything from beauty hacks like press on kiss nails to productivity tips and even my favorite travel tips, which are not very useful right now, unfortunately. (laughs) But life, obviously, and the world have changed a little bit since last May, but it still goes on. So for most of us, we are now balancing a completely different work life, and that work-life balance might look a little bit different. Maybe we're even educating kids at home, too. So today I want to talk about life hacks again and the things that we've really found to be helping us in this season of life. Mary Scott, lay it on me. What, are the, what is your number one life hack right now? Well... I thought about what are we, what do I do right now to, what are my strategies and techniques to manage my time and my activities and be efficient? And it's not all about efficiency, but if you want to have time in your life to do the things that are important to you, you really do have to give this some thought. And the reason why we have to come back to this show and do it again is because life changes, things change, even without the pandemic, even without external factors in play. Life always changes. That's the name of the game. Uh, I want to start by saying it's never a good time to do more. And I mean, we're, and we're always being asked to do more. Uh, but, um, but sometimes you want to do more. And here's some of my tricks. So I, um, I'll kind of roll through these. You ask me, just let me know where you want me to stop. But I plan my week on Sunday afternoon or evening. And I, and I always plan to exercise. You must plan to exercise. If you don't plan to exercise, it's not going to happen. <laughs> I love that saying, never miss a Monday when it comes to exercise. Because I found that really does set the tone for the whole week in terms of getting up and moving. Oh, yeah. I, I mean... Yes. Um, and having those rules for yourself is is important. And that's kind of I'll get into that in a second. But I, I recommend having a meeting of the minds with your significant other. Um, it's really important around Sunday, early Monday morning, have a meeting of the minds about how the week's going to go with your significant other. In our house, I also generate what we call the kid chart. And every Sunday it is generated and published and the kids have their to-dos and their lessons and their appointments all on it. You know, if we're assigning some weekly reading or, you know, lessons or whatever, I link it to their allowance. So they get a dollar for every year of their life until they turn 10 then they get another 50 cents a year. And, and, and then we, we cut those vouchers out and put them in a little 
jar and that's their quote unquote bank. So that kind of starts to teach them about their time, linking their time to their money. So, um, but the kid chart is really helpful because it kind of gives the kids some place to go and some place to know where to figure out what they're doing. Um, this is my best, best, best tip of the day. And that is the Monday meeting. <laughs> Monday meetings are, go back to what you just said, but Monday meetings are not just for work. We have a family Monday meeting at breakfast time. The entire family takes a look at the kid chart, talks over the week. Sometimes that causes the kid chart to be republished. Um, but the kids kind of use that opportunity to negotiate with me on what their responsibilities are for the week. So, but we have a meeting of the minds. Now that's not always to say that the, Liz, I want Rachel, I want y'all to know, I don't always do this this well. This is like what I would do in an ideal week. So sometimes these things all fall apart. And I want to make that clear to Kirby's that it's not, you know, it doesn't always work great. But let me stop right there. Um, and I've, I've got a few more. But that Monday family meeting is probably, you know, that's probably one of the best tips I can give you. Don't let me, Monday meetings just be for work. You, you can have uh, a, a meeting of the minds on Monday morning with your family too. And just as that helps in the workplace, that's going to help you with your family business. I love that idea of kind of front loading the week to, so that you know what you're getting yourself into. And so there are fewer surprises that pop up, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. And, and kids, you know, we underestimate kids. Kids can follow a list. Kids can have some expectations and meet them. Um, you know, summers aren't just for laying around. I mean, nobody's happy when they've laid around in the bed all day. So having some expectations, having some, um, having some decisions that they have to make and decide upon for themselves, like when am I going to do this chore or that chore, makes for happy people. Well, and what I want to share really falls falls into that line of thinking. And I recently read something that a marketing expert said that made a lot of sense to me. Alan Dibb said that oftentimes, and this will translate to families too, but companies will spend a lot of time to save a little money when maybe they should be okay with spending a little money to save themselves time because time is what will enable an organization, you know, to get that leverage and scale and get to all the good things. And that struck a chord with me as I was thinking about today's topic, because I find myself thinking a lot too, Mary Scott, about how to optimize and maximize time, either by streamlining processes or delegating tasks or spending a little money, for goodness sake, to free up that precious time for more lucrative or productive activities. And, you know, sometimes that does actually save you money if you just keep rethinking processes. So for example, a couple years ago, when we were in a very busy season, um, I hired somebody to come to, our, to come to the house daily and do all the tasks that pile up in a family of seven or any family. So she did the laundry, she ordered the groceries, she cooked dinner, she cleaned the house, she packed lunches, she did dishes. And we did that for a while. And I think that was an example of spending money to save time but, you know, there were, there were some significant downsides. I work from home. I didn't love having someone there during the day with me, actually. I didn't love several things about that. And it, it, it was expensive. But I didn't see any other way um, to get my work done and manage the household at the time. But to get to Mary Scott's point uh, about what she does with her children, I have to also admit, I wasn't requiring my kids to do hardly any chores, really hardly any at all, I'm embarrassed to say. We had required a lot of them when they were little, but as they got older, we got busy, life got hectic. We just stopped enforcing a lot of that. And I had a neighbor 
who has seven children, most of them grown, who was over one day while our housekeeper was getting all the things done. And my neighbor sort of lovingly but firmly pointed out that I was really robbing my kids of the opportunity to contribute to our household by not delegating these chores out to them and that it really wasn't teaching them good lessons to, for them to be waited on hand and foot. And that hurt at first, but I ended up being really grateful for what is it? The quote wounds of a friend she gave me mm. because Pepper and I rethought all of our processes. We ended up deciding that taking that time up front to teach the kids and do the hard work of leading them and keeping them accountable would in the long run save money and time and teach those good lessons. So we took some time to teach them how to cook and clean and load dishwashers. Our youngest daughter now even gets the coffee maker ready at night, the night before, and they also earn allowance for their chores. And I do feel much better that they're learning how to contribute and pull their weight and, and we're being more cost effective and streamlined at the same time. So that was a kind of a life hack I wanted to share as well, that our children really can do more than we think that they can. And, you know, paying them a few dollars to do some of these chores that maybe we're doing or we're trying to shove, shove into our day um, is, is definitely time and money well spent. Thank you. I think that those are really helpful. So you had an Alice, like in the Brady Bunch? You have a lady who came and helped? <laughs> I really did. And I thought it was just going to be wonderful. But yeah, like I said, I kind of like felt embarrassed that she was sifting through the laundry and packing lunches and cooking. And I was sitting in my room in front of my computer like, can I come out now? <laughs> but let me say, though, that the point of spending some money to get your time back, I I do that. And I think for our Kirby's out there who think, oh, I can't get my kids to do all this stuff, you know, no, that's not what we're saying. If you, if a housekeeper once a week or twice a month helps you, go for it. If, if a, getting a college student to do some driving, you know, of your kids, which is, you know, go, you know, which is really helpful for families, you know, where there's sports and activities start to pile up, you know, go for it. If, you know, getting some a service to come and wash all the windows is going to be helpful to you because you just don't want to do that job and nobody in your house is going to do that job and you're going to pull your hair out and scream at your kids all day on Saturday to get that job done. Hire a service. We're not, I don't think what we're saying to our Kirby's out there is shaming them into, you know, raising your kids better. This is just some life hacks where that you might want to try, but look, if it helps you to hire Go do for it. it. I mean, yeah. I think about all the other ways that we make that same trade off. Like I don't go wash my car in the, in the, um, in driveway. The driveway. <laughs> I go to a car wash and I pay to go to a car wash, even though I have the water and the soap and everything that I need to do it here. I save time by going to the car wash. I save time when I, when I want to eat out and I pay for that. Yeah, I pay more for the food. There are so many ways that we make that trade off. Why is it only seemingly when it comes to housework that we do introduce that feeling of shame to it? I don't know, but we do. And a life hack, you know, when you sit down and you think about your life hacks, there's a lot of words for this streamlining prioritization, um, you know, strategic planning, tactical plan. I mean, there's tons of words for all this, but a life hack really should save you time. That's the bottom line. A life hack should, a life hack isn't so much about the money as it is about the time, in my opinion. So my first one has to do with work and how I stay focused. Y'all, 
if I am on a phone call and I'm in front of a computer, I have a really hard time paying attention. There's just so much else going on. There are emails popping up. There are social media dinging at me. There's just, you know, there, there might be other phone calls coming through. So a thing that I've had to learn to do is to step away from the computer and have a notebook that I take handwritten notes on. Um, I, my, my system actually looks like I have a notebook that I take notes on. I have a separate notebook that I have my to-do list on that includes every meeting and call that I have for the day that I then record what page of my note notebook the notes from that meeting are on. Now, after the meeting, all the notes from that meeting go into an app I use called Trello, where I do a simplified, basically scrum, um, which if I would love to do a whole podcast episode about the the scrum and and agile and, and all that fun project management stuff, uh, it has buckets. It has to do, doing, blocked and done. And everything I need to do goes in one side and it has these neat little cards where you can, you can type in all your notes and make updates and you can share it with different people on your team so that you have right in front of you in one place where every project you're working on is in the, in the process. So those, you know, having, having the marriage of the handwritten notes that I can then put into a digital format to share with people helps me not only stay focused during meetings, but helps me keep all my ducks in a row when it comes to some of the bigger projects that I'm, I'm working on. So let me say a word about that. I've tried that. Um, and I've tried a couple of different apps and for Kirby's out there, I just want to share this experience. I have not had good luck with apps. They just never quite seem to work for me. But you do have to have a method that works, that manages, tracks your calendared events, your must-dos for today, must-dos soon, you know, need to do this week, like to do sometime, you know, whatever that is. and, and, um, and, And listen, I don't know why they don't work for me. I can't figure it out. But but I do have kind of my own little system for that too. And whatever it is you choose, um, you got to have one. Yeah. And I, I would add too that getting back to some of the discussions we've had before about how to maximize whatever system you're is, part of it is just getting rid, rid of things that, that don't work. So like for Liz, you were honing in on the fact that you get distracted. And so having some kind of a paper format really helps. You know, for me, I, I've kind of honed in on, on personal social media keeps me from my larger goals. And mm-hmm. so, you know, we talked before about how I got in the habit of scrolling through late at night and, you know, during the pandemic and everything that was going on in the news. Well, in the past four or five weeks, I'm happy to say that I have pretty much completely quit doing personal social media entirely. And that has helped me optimize my system. So that might be sleep, that might be just getting my things done. I'm really happy about that. But I think the hack of making sure we're optimizing whatever we're doing, which like you said, Liz, means sometimes getting rid of things is is really important. What you got for me next, Mary Scott? Well, I put on my list of hacks. And this is maybe, I think sometimes when we think about hacks, we think about apps or time-saving devices or something that maybe turns your social media off at a certain time. But but hacks can also be just the good old-fashioned things that your grandmother taught you. And um, I noted this one, go to bed early, get up early. <laughs> Sorry, that would be one of yours. 
But hopefully there's some curvies out there that that resonates with. And all of us can get into the habit, especially during this pandemic time of watching a lot of TV at night or, you know, just, you know, just getting out of our normal routines. And that tends to mess up your sleep. But but if you want to get yourself like like slam yourself back into a good routine, take a night and, and put it on the calendar and say, on Wednesday night, I'm going to bed at 830 and then get up early. I know that sounds super early or 930, whatever it is. I don't want to 830, 930. Well, you know, I have I have I have nights when I just it's it's a game overnight and we do game over and everybody goes to bed. <laughs> I can't I'm not as successful now that my kids are teenagers. But um, anyway, that's the that's an old timey life hack, but it works. And that's the reason why it stuck around is get some sleep and then get up early and figure out your day. Yeah, I feel like the the hacks I'm interested in lately all fall into that healthy living category of mm-hmm. specifically food and sleep. So I'm probably becoming mildly obsessed with optimizing my sleep and food because really I'm finding everything I want in life, being a great wife and mother, being great at my work, being happy and joyful and productive, all kind of hinges on on that, eating and sleeping well. So Pepper and I have been going through every last thing that we buy and eat and researching what are the healthiest options on sites like Eat This, Not That? And lately, we've been building out a spreadsheet of what to buy each week and where we're going to buy it. So we've got our favorites built into grocery lists at the different stores and sort of starting to replace all of those food items that are probably at a low level, just degrading that overall optimization. And then the sleep hack that I'm into at the moment, y'all, I'm not usually one to buy vitamins based on packaging, We use Consumer Labs. It's a third-party site that's maybe $30 or $40 a year to analyze the effectiveness of different supplements and health products. So you don't have to just walk into Whole Foods and stare at the supplement aisle and wonder which vitamin D supplement is really the best. You know, it's a... They, they do that testing almost like a consumer, Consumer Reports type magazine. It's a website. But anyway, but I was in Target because of course they are so good at getting us to buy things we weren't planning on buying. And I saw a box of gummy vitamins from the brand Ollie, O-L-L-Y, promising better sleep. Y'all, I have been taking them for a month and actually seen huge results. I think it has Mm. a little bit of melatonin in it. And I I don't know, you know, there's probably some different opinions about whether you should take melatonin, but it has a tiny bit of melatonin in it. And I am waking up well before my alarm, just super, super alert, feeling rested. And to me, that is a life hack that is, if it can do that for me, that is golden. <laughs> I would mm-hmm. I would pay twice. Real as- results. Oh, Real man, results. That's, that sounds incredible. I'm, I highly recommend it. It's in the beauty aisle. I think it's called O-L-L-Y. And I think it's Beauty Sleep is the name of, of the vitamin. Take two a night, 30 minutes before you go to bed. I'm swearing by it at this point. I'll have to give that a try because that's that's definitely something I've always struggled with, struggled with is the falling asleep and then staying asleep. I'm just not a I'm not a deep sleeper, so maybe that would help. Um, on the kind of that same subject of of health and wellness and that kind of thing, a hack that I found is setting streaks. So I'm someone who needs external motivation. Um, you know, for some people, that external motivation looks like Pinterest boards or vision boards where their goals are, are there visually in front of them. But for me, it's maintaining streaks. I have some long streaks going at this point. I have n- 
936 days of exercising in a row. And every day, I know I've talked about this before, but every day my Apple Watch tells me when I close on my rings. And that's what I need to keep going. Like that is that is something that has changed my life in terms of exercise is that little thing that tells me I set a new record every day. Um, 148 días de clases con Duolingo. I'm learning Spanish on Duolingo, and I've done that 148 days in a row as of last really? night. Really? Way to go. Way to go. And then my newest one is 18 days without soda. If, if you know me personally at all, you know I love Diet Dr. Pepper. It is not good for me. It is not healthy just because it doesn't have high fructose corn syrup in it. And what I did on that one is I don't have an app, but I took I took the twelve the unopened twelve pack of Diet Dr Pepper out of the refrigerator the day I decided I wasn't going to drink it anymore, and every every day I put a tick mark on the side of that that twelve pack, um, and every day when I want to go get one because I want that caffeine and I want that like sweetness hit, I see those tick marks adding up. And I don't want to tear off that piece of the package to open it and and crack it open. So, so. I put a I put a hack on my list too that's a streak. And I I find that I have a lot of success managing my eating when I do a food diary. And the one that I'm and I I've tried a lot of food diaries, y'all, but Noom, uh, which you'll hear a lot about on other podcasts, we don't advertise for them. I'm, so this is not advertising. This is what I actually use. But Noom has the best food diary. It's the best food diary I've found. And, you know, they have a way to take a picture of the barcode so you can, and they have lots of ways to slice and dice the food from calories to cups to ounces, grams, all that. And so I... I, I am on a streak with my, with logging my my meals and my snacks. So I think I'm on, I don't know, like the 90th meal or snack, you know, or something like that. So I, I, I hear you on on streaks. They make a difference. It's, it's like you know, it's it's a a constantly renewing goal of just one more day, one more day. Um, on, on the food thing, and this isn't really something I'd plan to talk about, but for the last, or since February, I've been doing intermittent fasting and, um, I've, that's where you go a certain amount of time without eating and then you break the fast and then you have a smaller window of eating. So I don't eat between 8 PM and 12 PM. So that's 16 hours. And then there's an eight hour window where I get all my calories for the day. Um, I have seen some weight loss results from it, but that's not the reason that I continue doing it. The biggest thing is it forced me to, to look at what I was eating for lunch and to choose my, my, the way I broke my fast in ways that would continue to give me energy through the afternoon. So I was finding that I was like a lot of people having that huge energy dip after lunch where I just wanted to crash and take a nap, which when you're working from home constantly is, can be a, can be a temptation. Um, and so I was, I had to reevaluate what I was having for that lunch and realize that I just cannot have any carbs at, at lunch. Or else I'm gonna I'm gonna feel exhausted. So I have a big salad for lunch every day now, and it it really keeps me going through the afternoon. So like low low protein and low carbs keeps me feeling fresh through the afternoon. High protein and low carbs. No, low protein. If I really? had too if I have a too heavy of a lunch, then I'd start to feel sluggish too. Ah. So. I'll break my fast with a big salad, and then um, later in the afternoon I'll have a protein shake. 
a little a little salad hack that we've started doing. You know, I used to love croutons. I liked something just a little crunchy, but we've started putting in pumpkin seeds, chia seeds, just a random mix of seeds. And that is such an easy way to get a little bit of nutrition and get that crunch in. And I know that just sounds like such an obvious little thing to do, but but we didn't do that for a long time. And then I find too that going ahead and putting in the salad dressing into the salad and mixing it all up makes it feel a little bit more luxurious. Like I went to chop, chop, like those chop salad places that are a little bit more gourmet. So putting all the seeds in, going ahead and putting the dressing, mixing it all up. I feel like I have a Panera salad rather than what came out of my refrigerator. I love that. Yeah, I love, we do the, or we, I do the pumpkin seeds and then I've gotten some unsweetened coconut flakes from Trader Joe's that I'll like toast on the stove a little bit and put those on there. And that, that's crunchy and it's, it, put some fat in there too. That's some good fat in there as well. Ooh, yummy. My last one is something completely different. Um, y'all can't see me right now, but I'm actually wearing it right now. It's a jumpsuit romper thing that I got from target a few weeks ago. It is so comfortable and I think pretty cute. Um, it doubles as athleisure, but I can throw a blazer over it if I need to be on a call with leadership or something. And I just, I feel comfortable in it. I'm not you know, it's right now, um, as we record this, it is July 17th in Alabama, which means it's about a thousand degrees outside. It's, it's sleeveless, but it has uh, long pants and I don't feel uncomfortably hot in it when I go outside. So that is, that is a life hack of mine right now is finding something that I can be comfortable working from home in that I can also throw a blazer over and it look presentable as well. So my final life hack that I want to give is kind of hearkening back to the good old fashioned ones. It's not a necessarily a product or a, or an app, but it's just a mindset. And I think, I think it's really easy not to stick to the plans you set for yourself and everybody does it. I do it. I'm sure everybody within the sound of my voice has done it, but do your best to stick to the plan that you set for yourself if you have a, a list of must-dos for the day, and don't make a list of must-dos that you really don't have to do. If it's only one thing, maybe you don't have to do anything that day. But if you say to yourself, okay, I really must do this today, stick to the plan that you've set for yourself. That's being kind to yourself. That's being, that's giving, that's giving something to yourself. Don't, don't think of, you know, you really need to kind of think of it that way. Um, I'm not talking about being a discipline maniac. You know, nobody likes to be some around somebody who isn't flexible because, and, and look, life is, life requires you to be flexible, but having enough discipline to stick to the plan that you set for yourself, um, that morning, you know, the beginning of the week, I, I consult my week, my kind of look at my plan for the day every morning. I mean, I don't spend a ton of time, but, you know, I kind of plan my week out on Sunday. And then every morning I get up with my coffee and I say, OK, what am I what am I doing today? And I really do try now. Am I successful every day? No, uh, but I really do try to stick to the plan I set for my I set for myself and finish any must do's that I said I have to do. You know, people ask me all the time, how do you get so much done? That's really it. There's a whole lot of stuff I don't get done. Whole lot of stuff I don't get done. But if I say to myself, I must, you know, send that email to that person today, you know, I I really I almost always do it. Um, but my must do list is not super long. It's not 50 things. It's maybe at the most three or four usually one or two. 
And and if I get those done at the end of the day and I'm sitting on the couch, you know, with my husband, thinking back through the day and I've done my must do's, I'm satisfied with my day. And I think that feeling of completing the day of of having those must do's checked off of having like, oh, like you said, that being able to answer that question, did I get done today what I had to get done today? just does make that that peaceful feeling in the evenings a lot easier to achieve. Yeah. yeah <laughs> and we're all chasing it, some peace right now. I we're think. all chasing some peace. But don't tell yourself you have to do, don't put a bunch of things on your task list that you don't, ha- have a list of things you'd like to do that you'd like to get done sometime. But don't overload yourself. Be kind to yourself. Then again, you know, you want to have that feeling and claim that feeling of accomplishment. So it's a balance. Well, being kind to yourself is, I think, the, the life hack that we all really need right now. <laughs> Thank y'all so much for sharing your life hacks with me. I know we all need we all need to uh, to be hacking away at life right now, and because um, it's to, hacking away at us. It's hacking away at us. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Amen. Um, thank you again to our our Patreon subscribers. You can find uh, some of the little extras that we offer there on Patreon.com/slash/BellCurvePod. And you know, check us out on, on Facebook, check us out on Instagram, and be part of the conversation. What are some of the life hacks that you've found, Curvies, that have helped you, not just in this time of, of COVID and, and of working from home, most likely, but just what gives you that peace, that sense of peace at night? Um, thank you again for listening, and we hope to talk to you soon. <laughs>